the Peak Performance Mentor Podcast, Episode 00, the podcast for the everyday coach, where each week we interview coaches, industry experts, and leadership gurus to mentor you on your quest to achieve peak performance in your personal life, professional career, and with the teams that you coach. I am your host, Christian DeVries, and I'm here with Boyd Hamlin. This is Episode 0. And today we're going to share with you the Peak Performance Mentor Podcast. And Boyd, as we get ready to meet with our listeners today, I want to share with them just about the format of our podcast. Our podcast is set up like a competition. We're going to have a pregame, and within the pregame is where we're going to give you the guest bio. What have they been doing up to this time? As we move into the first half of the game, this is where we talk about mentors. Mentors are important people in our lives. Our mentor, John Maxwell, talks about mentors this way. They know the way, they show the way, and they go the way. We ask our guests to share with us their mentors, how they grow from their mentors, and what lessons do they still live by that they learn from their mentors. As we move into halftime, halftime is our lightning round. Like with the halftime in your competitions, we are going to ask three to four questions, those three to four real points that you need to improve your performance in the second half. We have some speed round questions where we're going to ask, what are you reading? What are personal habits? And what is your favorite quote? And we followed up with, what is your measuring stick for achieving peak performance in this season of your life? As we transition into the second half, this is where we like to discuss failures and the successes that came out of failures and then we wrap it up by we go into the locker room and in the locker room we want our guests to share with us their big aha moment in their profession what have they learned where have they grown and how can they help you as you go on your journey to becoming a peak performance coach finally we go into the post game Post game is where we learn a little bit more about our guests and where you can connect with our guests on what they're doing in the coaching world today. So that's what our podcast is going to look like. And what we'd like to do for episode zero is we actually want to take you through the podcast. So Boyd, now that you're on with us, I'd like you to share with us in pregame a little bit about yourself. What does your bio sheet read? Well, Christian, I've spent about 30 years in youth ministry and in church planting. And uh, over those years, uh, what I have found, uh, my greatest joy is to help people exceed their current capacities. Uh, I do that in in this way. I want to help people build on their dream. I want them to optimize their influence and leadership, to say yes to their potential, and to develop a determination and a discipline to get where they want to go on their journey. My highlight and focus is influencing youth and those who influence youth. That's where my strength zone is, and I think that is where the most uh, significant uh, influence can be right now in our future generations. Christian, talk about, let's talk about your bio real quick. Well, hey, Boyd, thanks for the... Thanks for just a glimpse into who you are. I, I know that you're going to be some great value to our listeners through the course of, uh, of our time with them each week. So a little bit about me. 
I like to help coaches, individuals, and teams achieve their peak performance. And I like to do this through the idea of connecting, inspiring, equipping, and propelling. And each of those has a unique focus on helping a coach and helping that coach help their team achieve peak performance. I spent over 25 years as a college coach, and I've been involved in leadership development for a number of years. Bring these two things together that has been my real passion in mentoring coaches to go beyond the X's and O's. And speaking of mentorship, let's go into our first half because mentors do matter. They help us expand our vision and they help us go further and stretch our horizons. And I know that you've had a number of different mentors in your life and different aspects of your life. But Boyd, can you share with, the, with our audience right now just one mentor, one mentor from maybe the sports world that is really up level where you are today. What is it that you, what can you share with us about that mentor and how did you grow from that mentor? Well, I, I can't talk about uh, mentors, Christian, without uh, first mentioning my dad. But uh, rather than talking about how he has mentored me and influenced my life over the years, still to this day, I would rather talk about my dad's mentor. Coach Gene Duke, who was a basketball coach with uh, North Carolina uh, for a time and then came to a small community of Coffeyville, Kansas, where he led the junior basketball team, the Coffeyville Red Ravens, to uh, several uh, national championships. Uh, one of the things that my dad would do would take us to those practices. And during one of the practices, uh, Coach had asked me to go out and stand on the free throw line and shoot 10. And I did exactly that. I went and shot 10, didn't make any, but I shot 10 and uh, grabbed the ball and came back to the sideline and met Coach Duke, and he said, uh, did you make any? I said, no. He said, well, why are you off the line? Get back on the line and shoot 10 until you make 10. And so I did. I went back out to the free throw line and made 10 shots. Now, most people shoot 10 shots, make 10 shots, and they're done. And But my 10 shots, it felt like 10 hours. And as I finally got them uh, completed, I walked back over to the, to the sideline of, of the court there, and Coach Gene Duke got down eye level with me with a towel draped over his shoulder and said, never throw in the towel. And that basketball that I used that day, I have in a glass case, on my dresser to remind me every day to never throw in the towel, no matter how difficult it gets. And so it, it, it's very interesting that that one encounter made such an impact on my life. And there have been times I've thought about throwing in the towel. But with uh, the fact that I've got that ball in the glass case to look at every morning, it's just a constant reminder of what he said that day, never throw in the towel. I love just hearing that story, and what, what I love most about what your story is that it was your father's mentor that mentored you. Mentors leave right. a legacy. Mentors, they leave a legacy on us, and you know, there's so much power in that legacy statement that was just made by your father's mentor that he actually took the time to mentor you also in just one single encounter. And I'm sure a lot of you out there have had that single encounter. Have you really thought into what that single encounter has done for you? 
and how can you leave a legacy with that one single encounter from a mentor? Hey, Boyd, let's take it into halftime. And again, let's share with our listeners exactly what halftime is. Halftime is an opportunity for us to just give some uh, lightning questions, some rapid-fire uh, questions to our coaches uh, uh, to give us some uh, information and some, some things to think about of what they're doing. Uh, maybe for the, for the game, it may just be for life. So I'm going to give these to you, and uh, if you can just answer them uh, as you're being interviewed here as a, as a coach, uh, that would be absolutely uh, beautiful. So here we go. Number one is, what are you reading right now? Well, I have, I have a couple different things that I've been reading, uh, but one of the ones I'm focusing on right now is John Maxwell's newest book called No Limits, and where he talks about exceeding your capacity. And this is a great read for a coach because we're always looking for opportunities for our athletes to exceed their capacity. Excellent book, and uh, that's uh, a book that uh, any of us can have. What's a personal habit that you do every day that would be helpful maybe for us to to, uh, adopt in our uh, everyday routine? Well, every morning when the alarm goes off, the first thing we do is we like to go get both of our younger kids and bring them into the room, and we, we have snuggle time every morning before school starts. So even before we get up and have breakfast with them and get them ready for school, we, my wife and I spend uh, you know, about 10 minutes just snuggling with both of our younger kids. Uh, one of them's a fifth grader and one of them's an eighth grader. And it's just, it's just that time to get the morning started for, for both us to make sure they're getting the morning started right. But also it gives me a little bit of energy going into my morning and uh, you know, I, I make sure that they're the first, things, first people that we spend our time with every day. Well, isn't that, isn't that important? making sure that uh, they know that, number one, you see them and you love them, but they matter before every day gets started. A good habit for us to adopt in our daily lives as well with those closest to us. What is a favorite quote that you have? Being a college coach, I've been exposed to so many different types of quotes. And one of the things I've been working on lately is, you know, looking back on some of the things that I've shared with various people. And I don't know how to say this is necessarily my quote because I don't know, I don't, I don't want to necessarily take credit completely for this quote because I, I believe it's coming from influences from everywhere. But it goes like this. Don't tell them the answer. Let them experience the answer. No, that's good. That's good. Experience the answer. I'm writing that down for myself. And as I'm writing this down for myself, what, uh, what is a measuring stick uh, to help you achieve your peak performance in this season in your life? Well, I'm not going to lie to you. Early in my career, the wins and losses were, were the current goals. They were the goals of my life. And as I, as I got further in my those goals kind of changed in that it, it was really the journey that became the goal. And so as I look right now, what are some of the current goals that we're doing? I, I want to I help coaches. I really, my goal is to, to make an impact on as many coaches as we possibly can to help them on their journey, to help them on their journey to become the coach of significance, to become the coach that they want to be. I hear so often coaches 
want to help change the lives of the young people that they work with, but they don't necessarily have all the tools. And so if we can create an environment where we can get the tools into the hands of the coaches and as many coaches as possible, that's really what my goal is because that's where the greatest impact can be made. Excellent. So Boyd, normally we, we would move into second half, but I want to spend a, I want to spend a little bit of half time with you. So why don't you share with our audience, what are you reading right now? One of the things that I'm reading right now is I've gone back to, uh, and also it's a John Maxwell book, but it's uh, Today Matters. And uh, Today Matters is uh, 12 daily practices to guarantee tomorrow's success. And uh, it's not that I have all of the, the 12 uh, daily practices down, but uh, it's just a good reminder to go back through and, and to see where I need to pay more attention. Uh, maybe I've been too heavy on, on, on one area and I need to maybe come bounce it out uh, with, with another. Uh, great book, and I, I, I follow some of those same uh, principles that he's written in that book. How about your personal habit or that, that ritual that you follow every day? What are you making sure is happening every single day of your life? Well, my, my boys are grown. My boys are uh, 21 and 20. Uh, one is uh, uh, in college and one is in the Air Force, and so... Uh, them not necessarily being here every day. Uh, I don't have the snuggle time that you have <laughs> with, with, your, with your kids in the morning, but I do text them uh, what I have prayed for them about and the things that uh, is on my mind uh, regarding them and our relationship. Uh, so I'll send an, uh, a text message to them, uh, each individually, not as a group text, but uh, Cody gets one and Colin gets one, and then, of course, uh, uh, my wife Melanie, she gets uh, a text in the morning as well, just to, just to make sure that uh, they understand that I'm starting my day thinking about them and not just a task at hand for myself. And then, of course, another uh, thing that I have to do every day, and I've done this for as long as I can remember, is uh, I got to open the Word for myself, and I've got to get in the Word and see what God has to say to me, uh, so that uh, that helps shape and mold uh, the rest of my day and. Uh, uh, it just helps me. It helps, it just helps me stay grounded, and that's what I love about the Word. Is uh, sometimes it'll be a, a really great passage, and then other times it'll be one that will just make me think. Wow, you know, boy! You know what I love about ha these halftime speed rounds is there's so much, so much value and so many golden nuggets in here. One person I that I that I've probably failed to connect with on a regular basis the way I probably really need to is my oldest daughter. And I just I just realized that all I have to do is text her every day. I, I'm gonna actually I'm actually gonna establish a new habit, a new ritual that you just shared with me in our speed round that I'm gonna make an intentional effort every day to text my oldest daughter and see what's going on with her life and just make sure I'm thinking about her and that she is just as valuable as my other two. I just thank you for that. What is your favorite quote and from who? Well, I'm going to give you one from myself because I just thought of this yesterday. <laughs> and this is, this is really fun because with, with uh, helping other people understand that, hey, hey I believe in you. Uh, th that's easy. I believe in you. That, that's a, that's a, Something that everybody needs is for someone else to believe in them, especially when they don't necessarily believe in themselves quite yet. So they, they need us to believe in them so that they can develop a belief in themselves, which will take them further 
down the road in their journey. And so one of the quotes that I have uh, just recently penned is, is this. My faith in you doesn't make you great. It only helps you know that you have the power to be. Uh, that's powerful. That is really powerful. So that wraps up halftime. So let's move into the second half. And second half is where we like to learn from adversity and failure. As I said before, Thomas Edison never really failed. He just found 10,000 ways that didn't work. So I would like to know from you, what failure have you experienced and uh, what success came out of that? Yeah, so th there, have, there have been plenty of failures through, through the coaching profession. And, you know, you can talk about the, the X's and O's and the losses of the big games and everything. But really what I want to talk about, I, th I think, has probably been the, 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 the cornerstone as to where I am right now and my greatest growth is when I walked away from the college game uh, a little over two years ago, to start a leadership company, um, I didn't quite know what I was going to do. And as I got started in what I was doing, things weren't going the way I was used to them going. And I, and I, really, I was really questioning myself, did I do the right things? Why am I doing this? Uh, you know, honestly, I, need, I just need to go back to being a college coach. It made, this whole idea of, of developing leaders through sports and, and doing a leadership company is probably not the right path for me. Praying and in and, and my discussions and my, and my talks with, with God, I would sit there and say, no, you know what, I, I just want to be a college coach again. Can, can I become a college coach again? I need that. And, and shortly as I started to have those, uh, have those discussions, I actually landed an interview with a fairly competitive college program. And I went on to that interview. And after I interviewed, I'm driving back to the airport from the, from the college, back down to the airport to fly home. And I realized at that single moment in time that God had answered my prayers. And he didn't answer my prayers in terms of providing me with a college job. He answered my prayers in, in reaffirming that I still had what it took to be a college coach. But Boyd, during that entire interview, I spent four hours talking about leadership. Not once did I talk about my ability to coach their college soccer team. Not once did I talk about how I was going to continue the success of their college soccer team. I talked about leadership. And I talked to, as I was interviewing with the other coaches, I was talking about how they can become better coaches through the things that I had learned. And it was, it was like it was this lightning bolt went off in my head and that, you know what, Christian, yeah, you can still be a college coach, but I got something bigger and better for you. And that I had spent the first 20 years of my career preparing for this season in my life. And so at the end of the day, it really wasn't that I was a failure at doing a leadership company. I just was going down the wrong path of developing leaders, and I had to become intentional about developing leaders in the world of sports. That's very good. And let's go into the locker room and uh, wrap up our time together today. And I'd like to do that by just asking uh, Christian one final question is, what is the biggest aha moment for you in your profession of coaching? You know, Boyd, I really didn't put it all together 
until probably the last year, my my entire philosophy of coaching, what 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 drives my passion, what it, what it, what is what is my methodology to being a coach? And early in my career, as I was going to coaching clinics and I was going to you know licensures and diplomas and and learning to be a better coach and learning about X's and O's, the game was often taught to me from the standpoint of technical, tactical, physical, and psychological. And looked at all four of those components. I, I really did coach on those, but I also knew that I was doing some other things differently and, and other things that I focused in on. And the big aha moment came when one day I looked at those at those four pillars as I was taught to coach on, and I realized that those four pillars were all athletic-focused. In other words, they focused on the athleticism of the athlete. How good were they technically? How good were they tactically? How strong were they physically? And how, how mentally strong were they? Which is, a, is an athletic-focused approach to coaching. But I knew there was more. And I had always, I'd, I'd, I'd been a, a big fan of Abraham Maslow. And Abraham Maslow speaking on his, his hierarchy of needs and how to achieve self-actualization. And I knew there was more. And I knew that for to really be a coach of, of significance, to really be a coach that was going to impact the kids I was working with, the young adults I was working with, I had to be athlete-focused and focus on the athlete. So I never lost focus of, of technical, tactical, physical, and psychological. I think those are all important. But I believe there's also four other areas that we need to focus on as coaches that, that really allow us to be athlete-centered. And when we become athlete-centered coaches, and you put the athlete in the center of everything that you do, you're going to produce a better athlete. And so those, those, those other four areas, besides the technical, tactical, physical, and psychological, are an awareness. And how do you teach awareness? Academics. And it's not about them getting good grades. What we focus on in the academic world is learning how to learn. How do our athletes learn? How do I learn as a coach? What's important to me and how I learn as a coach? And how, do I understand how my athletes learn? Because if I understand how they learn, I can better impact them in their learning. And then we, I talk about the spiritual prong, whether it's being a person of faith and I share my faith, or to sum it up, it's really simple, it is what is your moral compass. What are you using to determine right from wrong? What are you using to determine that as a coach? And what are you using to help your athletes determine right and wrong? Are you talking with your athletes about their moral compass? Because if, you're, if you are intentional talking about their moral compass and they start to make the decisions that are right, you're going to solve over half the problems that you might have with your athletes. And then finally, the one that, you know, that we, we're really passionate about is that we're talking about what is leadership. And, and leadership is such an important piece that we need to bring into the focus of our athletes and dealing with our athletes. And what I do know about leadership for leadership to really be effective, it needs to be taught in a social environment. So when we, when we discuss leadership and when I'm working on leadership with my athletes, I'm always talking about leadership from the social environment and how you interact with your social environment.
And when you start to focus on all eight of those prongs and you focus on them in terms of the athlete being the center of development versus their athleticism, now you're going to have an athlete of significance and you've become a coach of significance. And that's, that's been my biggest aha moment is changing my coaching paradigm from athletic focused to athlete centered. Very good. So let's go to post game and, and Boyd in the post game, this is where we allow our guests to, to tell, this is where we give our guests the opportunity for our audience to connect with them. So for our purposes, where can people learn a little bit more about what, what we're doing through the Athlete Centered Coach, our Peak Performance Mentoring Podcast, and Volta? Well, there's uh, several places that, uh, that we have that you can go. The first one is voltacoach.com. Uh, voltacoach.com has got a lot of uh, information and uh, helpful tools there for coaches on, on a regular basis. And uh, the other is the athlete-centered coach. Make sure you put the the at the beginning of athlete-centered-coach.com. And that's going to be a great helpful tool. And what you have talked about in your aha moment, a lot of what they're going to find there uh, are those uh, very uh, those eight keys uh, spelled out uh, in their fullness. And uh, Christian and I have put together a devotional series that unites scripture and sports to help bring out the mighty in you. And it is called The Mighty. Uh, the webpage is themightybook.com. And uh, we have our first ebook volume out uh, right now. And we're working on 12 uh, total uh, for, the, uh, for the Mighty series. And so there will be helpful tools, not just for right now, but these are going to be helpful tools for you for your journey period. This has been Christian DeVries and Boyd Hamlin on the Peak Performance Mentor Podcast, where we strive to connect, inspire, equip, and propel you and your teams towards peak performance in today's competitive environment.